Welcome to the Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast with your host, Cody Jansen. Am I on air? What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Cody Jansen, and welcome to episode 31 of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast presented by CSD Tires, our Pleasure Valley race review episode. Pleasure Valley out in West Central Pennsylvania offered some of the best racing we've seen all season long. So we're going to cover everything that happened in PA, and we'll be joined by rookie phenom Bryce Ford to talk about his first career pro class podium, as well as fellow rookie standout Troy Hill, who's earned himself three consecutive top 10 finishes. Looking forward to hearing from those guys. Also, really hope you guys enjoyed our previous episode with Dustin Nelson. What a story he had to tell from pro motocross and supercross to factory test rider to ATV champion. It was awesome to expose his crazy path, get the inside scoop on the development of Yamaha's YFZ450 and YFZ450R, as well as allow him to weigh in on the age-old MX versus ATV debate with his very valuable opinion. It's our most successful episode through the first few days, so I hope you all really enjoyed it. And if you've yet to do so, be sure to check out what all the buzz is about for yourself. Okay, so we need to quickly thank all the great sponsors that make this show possible, and then we'll dig into the Pleasure Valley talk after these messages. Thanks to our title sponsor, CST Tires, csttires.com. The Pulse MXR tire is the best tire on the market no matter what the terrain, Join the CST takeover today or prepare to be beat by someone who did. CST Tires, where passion meets the ground. Thank you to Motorsports Powerhouse and show sponsor, Yamaha. We are proud to be partnered with the winningest manufacturer of the past decade in ATV motocross and the number one OEM supporter of ATV racing. The Digging Deep ATV MX podcast is Team Blue Crew. Thank you, Yamaha. Check them out at YamahaOutdoors.com. Thanks to another member of Racing Royalty and longtime sponsor of my personal racing efforts, Valvoline. For over 150 years, Valvoline has been dedicated to innovating and improving your riding and driving experience. The world's oldest oil company still leads the charge with unrivaled products and lubricants. Thanks to Team Valvoline for coming on board. Thank you to SSI Decals. SSI Decals is the decal choice of champions everywhere and is synonymous with the best decals and graphics kits on the market. Their track record speaks for itself. Champions choose SSI Decals for unmatched look, and quality. Thanks to those guys. Check them out today at SSIDecals.com. It's an absolute honor to be partnered with Wienan Motorsports. We all know him as one of the toughest competitors ATV Motocross has ever seen, and Chad Wienan has built quite the business within the industry as well. The same products he handpicked to help him win six AMA ATV Pro National Championships are available to you through Wienan Motorsports. Simply put, he sells what he races. So head over to wienandmotorsports.com to see everything they have to offer and use promo code DIGDEEP to save at checkout. Thanks to Chad Wienan and Wienan Motorsports for further legitimizing everything we're doing here at Digging Deep. It's an absolute honor. Thank you to DID Racing Chain and their 528 TV2 X-Ring Chain. Team USA, Joel Hetrick, and myself trusted DID's unrivaled chain quality all the way to championship victory this past season. Wherever you go, go with DID. We are proud to be partnered with Gripped Gloves. Gripped is an ATV rider owned and operated brand with a rider in mind and keeping costs affordable the goal. This Michigan-based family operation is here to push stereotypes and limitations while recognizing riders' desire to showcase their identity with eccentric colorways and crazy patterns. 
Grip is driven to produce a glove with cool colors and designs that won't break the bank. Get a grip on life. Check them out at grippedgloves.com. That's G-R-I-P-T gloves.com and use discount code DIGGINGDEEP10 to save. Thanks to the Decker Training Facility. The Decker Training Facility at County Line MX is now open. This premier motocross training compound is located in beautiful Fountain, Florida, a short 40-minute drive from Panama City Beach. Their rapidly growing facility consists of a pro-level national track, amateur and youth tracks, woods loop, and mountain bike trails. Everything you need to train comfortably all winter long is available on site, including private cabins, a full gym, RV hookups, bathhouses, garage, dump station, wash bays, and more. With accommodations for riders across the country and around the world, the Decker Training Facility will help you become the best rider you can be. Sign up for a group training session or a private lesson with nationally ranked pros. Train tougher, smarter, and harder this off-season at one of Florida's most luxurious facilities. For more information, go to DeckerTrainingFacility.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram. Decker Training Facility, your elite training experience. Thank you, Namira Technologies. Namira, Pistons with an Attitude. Namira has led the charge in the ATV and side-by-side markets since 2001 with their wide array of pistons, rings, gaskets, and industry-leading top-end repair kits. To purchase, visit your local dealer or online at Namira.com. That's N-A-M-U-R-A.com. Also, a big thanks to Bronco ATV and UTV components. Bronco has been the industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. Whether it's electrical components, engine internals like rods and cylinders, suspension parts or bearing kits, Bronco is your hard part source when it comes to whatever you need for whatever you ride. BroncoATV.com Thanks to 4 Carbon for the continued support. Known for their hoods, seat covers, array of carbon parts, and so much more. Forworks is your one-stop shop to give your ATV a new and improved look with increased function this year. Head over to the social media pages or website today. Thanks to 4 Carbon. Thanks to DP Brakes, the unquestioned leader in motorsports and power sports braking. DP is the brand responsible for allowing Joel Hetrick, your host Cody Jansen, and so many more others to outbreak the competition every time they hit the racetrack. It's never too late to join the team, so act fast. www.dp-brakes.com Thank you to Mountaineer Brand. If you know me, you know I love my... What the? Hey, that's my line. If you know me, you know I love my beard. That's why I treat it right with Mountaineer Brand's all-natural washes, oils, balms, and more. Use discount code CODYSFAVE in all caps. That's C-O-D-Y-S-F-A-V, CODYSFAVE in all caps at mountaineerbrand.com. We're thankful for our partnership with Factory 43. Since 2007, this racer-owned company has been striving to offer a quality product that installs easy, looks good, and holds up over time, producing bumpers, grab bars, nerf bars, and other accessories. For 2020, Factory 43 is the aluminum parts choice of the Phoenix Racing Honda team, providing riders like Joel Hetrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Chris Borich, and Grayson Eller with their motocross and cross-country versions of Evo Nerf Bars and MX Style Front Bumpers. Head over to Factory43ATV.com to see their full line of products, thanks to Factory 43. We are proud to be partnered with Bikes, Trikes, and Quads, LLC. Bikes, Trikes, and Quads, LLC was started by former racers selling three-wheeler parts out of a barn in upstate New York. Now, 10 years later, BTQ LLC has over 40,000 new and used parts in stock, but they haven't forgotten their roots, still offering used OEM parts for three-wheelers, dirt bikes, ATVs, and side-by-sides. 
Parts are in stock and ready to ship with guaranteed delivery within three days, including free shipping on orders of over $50. Use discount code ATVMX at www.btqllc.com for $10 off of orders $50 or more. We're grateful to have Bike Strikes and Quads LLC digging deep with us. Support our industry's small businesses and thank you BTQ LLC. We are proud of our partnership with Roman Health. On average, Americans are forced to wait 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform to connect you with a licensed doctor in your state from the comfort of your own home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy will ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. Plus, there's no commitments and you can cancel any time with Roman. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com digging for your free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com digging for your free online visit and free two-day shipping. Thanks as always to Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant. Upgrade to Evans now to avoid overheating and boil over next time you hit the track. When conditions are at their worst, Evans is at its best. Use discount code DIGGINGD20 to save at checkout, evanscoolant.com. Thanks to Blenders Eyewear, whose life and forward motion brand is the perfect fit to partner with our podcast. You won't find better shades for a more attractive price anywhere else. Use discount code DIGGINGD20 to save on the trendiest shades in the market, blenderseyewear.com. Thanks to Avocado Green Mattresses, the Avocado Mattress offers zoned back support with an internal support unit, meaning whether you are recovering from a hard day of riding or relaxing on a Sunday morning, you are experiencing next-level comfort. With a 100-night sleep trial, free shipping and return pickups, and a 25-year warranty, getting your Avocado Green Mattress could not be any easier. Step up your sleep game by visiting avocadomattress.com. From our new partners to our original sponsors, thanks for supporting the number one podcast in ATV racing and making this dream a reality for both us and our listeners. We pride ourselves in partnering with only the best brands inside and outside of the industry, so better your riding experience and your lifestyle by supporting the sponsors who support us. And if you enjoy the show, the best thing you can do is support our partners. If you're interested in becoming a partner of the show, shoot me a message or email today for more details. We are running a discounted partnership rate to assist small businesses, so message or email us today to keep your brand relevant. Once again, thanks to all of our sponsors. All right, guys, let's dive into the Pleasure Valley talk. First time back at the facility in over a decade. As you'll recall, this is typically the Unadilla New York event, but it had to be relocated due to the pandemic. And overall, I thought it was a really solid event. They were happy to have us. The track was fun, and it made for some really good racing. Crazy racing, actually. Joel Hetrick was the fastest in qualifying by nearly two seconds over Bryce Ford and Brandon Hogue. So when Joel got out front early in Moto 1, I thought it was going to be a runaway. But Chad clawed his way up into second and then started closing the gap. Those two former champions were rolling in what might have been the fastest paced race I've seen in some time. It was eye-popping. Chad was the fastest rider on the track and got right to the back bumper of the defending champ Joel Hetrick. When they came by us, I looked at my crew and remember I've been riding TRXs since 2005 so sometimes I feel like I can subconsciously hear things with these Hondas and I told them Joel's bike is coming apart. And by the next lap, Chad was solo. Joel's bike had went up in smoke. So at the finish of Moto1, it's Chad, 
big gap, followed by Thomas, another gap, and then Bryce Ford with his first top three moto finish of his career. And he was pumped. So cool to see that. Joel finished 17th, and with that, we knew there was probably going to be a new red plate holder at the end of the day. Chad grabbed the start in Moto2, followed by Joel Hattrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Bryce Ford, and Thomas Brown. We'd lose Jeffrey early after a massive crash on the uphill quadruple jump, and I wanted to get him on this episode for an update on his health, but Jeffrey is a busy guy. From what I've heard, Jeffrey avoided major injury and came away with a separated shoulder, which I can tell you is still not fun, but he plans to show up at Redbud. What a warrior. I've been there too. But back to the racing, I would have bet the house that Joel would win that second moto, and that's just what he did. He got by Chad, who fell in line and rode a smart race in second. Third was Thomas, and fourth was Bryce Ford. So with that, Chad Weenan goes 1-2 for impressive back-to-back overall wins. He's your new points leader, seven points ahead of Joel Hetrick heading into Redbud. Thomas Brown, solid as ever, goes 2-3 for second overall, death, taxes, and Thomas Brown being solid. Three things you can count on. And with three four scores, Bryce Ford, full of emotion, crossed the finish line and earned his first ever pro class podium. He's coming up and I'm so stoked to hear all about it. Congrats to Bryce Ford. Nick Janusa goes 7-5 for fourth overall. Like I said with Thomas, you can almost always pencil Nick Janusa into the top five. And Alan Myers rounded out the top five with impressive 6-6 finishes. This is Alan's third top five overall this season, something he only did once in his rookie season last year. He continues to look like 2020's most improved pro. Sixth was Joel Hetrick, who went 17-1 for sixth overall. He said these championships never seem to come easy. Of course they don't, but... You can bet he's going to come out looking for vengeance at Redbud. Brandon Hogue was seventh overall. Obviously not what Brandon's looking for. We've had him on the show a number of times, and we know that his goals are lofty. He scored 5-8 for seventh overall, and Wesley Wolf was eighth overall with 8-7 um, scores. But, man, those two guys in the second moto were battling to the death it seemed uh Brandon was chasing Wesley the whole moto and I mean I'm telling you it was one of the gnarliest battles I can ever remember seeing like Wesley's one of those guys that isn't going to give up a spot and Brandon was trying everything going inside outside trying to set him up I mean it was I, I can't believe they didn't wreck each other honestly it was you would have thought that they were battling for the win. That's how hard they were battling. It was it was crazy to watch. Um, so they were 7th and 8th overall. Two guys that are maybe a little farther back than they probably want to be or typically are. So um, those are two guys that you should watch at Redbutt, I think. Brandon Hogue is definitely going to be out for blood because he's not going to be happy with the 7th. And Wesley Wolf, he's a guy that does, I think, a little better when the conditions are gnarly, being a GNCC guy as well. So um, those are two guys to keep an eye on, both Brandon Hogue and Wesley Wolf. But they were 7th and 8th at Pleasure Valley. Ninth overall was Jeffrey Rastrelli. He was 4th in the second moto, which was solid for sure, and he was looking um, – he was very solid in the second half of that first moto and in moto two, you know, he was right in that third, fourth range. And, uh, and then he came up short on that, on that big jump in the middle of that uphill and, um, ended up with 16th there. So that gave him ninth overall. 
if barring, I mean, if he can get back out there, it was a solid points day for him. Actually, um, he somehow came away with ninth overall, but, uh, more than anything, we just want Jeffrey to be healthy. It's tough. He's battling things year after year here, it seems. And, uh, he was having the best ride of his, of his season in that second moto uh, through the first couple laps, um, before he had that mishap. So I'm just hoping Jeffrey can, get this thing back on the rails. Um, I've raced through a separated shoulder before and it's not easy. Now there's a bunch of different, uh, grades of, um, separation. So depending on how bad it is, but I mean, with how gnarly the crash was being that it, I mean, hate to make light of it, but being that it's only a separated shoulder, that seems like a blessing. So just hoping that Jeffrey can, uh, get back to what he's capable of, really get back to being healthy. Rounding out the top 10, Troy Hill. Uh, that's his third consecutive top 10 finish, which is awesome. He's coming up later. We needed to get him on to expose the, the, the great season he's having really. He's top 10 in points now. So super stoked for Troy and, uh, yeah, excited to get him on, uh, coming up here in a bit. Logan Stanfield, he ended up 11th overall with 9-11 scores just outside the top 10. So wasn't the weekend he wanted, of course, but uh, he's going to keep getting better. Redbud's one of those one of those races that's kind of close to home for him. So, um, And I know he's done well in the past there in Pro-Am. I think he got his first Pro-Am podium there, I believe. So he'll be looking to uh, put that thing uh, closer to the front, that's for sure. Wes Lewis, he ended up. 12th overall with 14 nine scores he wanted to be top 10 at every race um so not where he wanted to be but uh he redeemed himself on on sunday he had a really good ride on sunday um hayden mickelson he ended up 13th overall with 12 12 scores for 13th 14th was cody ford he was 11 13 for 14th 15th was brogan geyer who was 13 14 for 15th 16th overall was Noah Mickelson, 15-15 for 16th. And rounding out the field was Jerron Cochran, 17th overall with 16th and then DNS scores. But welcome back. Great to see uh, Cochran back out there. That's really good to have him back. He had some. He was getting better as the season went on last year. And I remember being on the preseason show hoping he was going to come back because uh, he was gaining momentum as the season went on. So it's tough to just hop in the pro class there. That's obviously for sure. The the level is so high. Um, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if he's back at Redbud and he's going to try to uh, move forward a little bit, I'm sure. Other notables, Max Lindquist won Pro-Am yet again. Four for four now for Max. Amazing job. Cody Ford topped West Lewis and Pro Mod, as I just talked about a little bit, which may have been the best race of the weekend. We also have to note that Zach Decker crashed and broke his wrist. It's a shame because he was going to win that Pro Mod Championship. So heal up, Zach. Looks like we'll have him on the show next week for an update, so we look forward to that. Chad Weenan is undoubtedly the fastest man in the world on a stock ATV. He won Pro Stock yet again, followed by Thomas Brown and Alan Myers. Andrea Berger, another rider like Max Lindquist, myself, and others with Wisconsin Roots, won the WMX class. Congrats to her. And for the second national event in a row, yet another Wisconsinite, Jaden J.J. Launderville, swept all three 250 classes, winning all six motos in the process. Amazing job, J.J. 
Awesome racing in PA. Big thanks to Jeff Cernick and crew for having us. Okay, let's talk to the guy who just earned his first career podium. And now we're proud to welcome our first guest of the night, brought to you by DID Racing Chain and their 520 ATV2 X-Ring Chain. Fresh off his first career pro-class podium, it's rookie sensation Bryce Ford. What's going on, buddy? Thanks for coming back on here. Yeah, thank you for letting me uh, let me on here. Um, I haven't been doing much. I've just been doing a lot of riding, and, and I'm pretty excited about uh, the last race. We basically said, get that first podium, and we'll bring you back on to talk about it. So, I mean, here we are. But before we dig too deep, last time you were on, you announced – right here on the show that you were teaming up with Dom, the program, and uh, now you've kind of been grinding away for a handful of weeks now. So update us on how that's going and, and how you're feeling. Uh, it's honestly been like one of the best things I've ever done. Uh, I thought I was in really good shape at the start of the year and stuff. And I, I was like to my parents, I wanted to work with Dom and, and we started working with him in the first week. I was like, God, this is hard. And then it just keeps getting harder, I feel like, but it's awesome. Like, like I don't know. He just helped me in a big way, like the mental part. Like, as you've seen in the races that I've been working with him, I've been getting stronger every race. It's just, like, so much mental he's helped me with and just getting stronger in every way. Yeah, you can definitely see it in your riding. Um, obviously, like you said, you're stronger. I think you're able to be more aggressive. And uh, Dom and I even discussed this a little bit, that I think – your physical strength is now starting to match the mental edge that you always had. So um, it's kind of like you're not, you're not, you're not fading like you were maybe at the beginning of the season and uh, you're able just to, to ride like yourself more throughout the, the entire moto. So it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool to see. And I, I was assuming things were going well, but uh, yeah, to hear it from you firsthand, uh, you know, I think just you being with the program makes a, makes a ton of sense for you. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I like working with Dom a lot. He's helped me for sure. Is is Cody on the program too? I thought uh I thought maybe you guys were doing that together or is... Yeah, Cody Cody's on it too. Yeah. We've been working out. He's he's honestly in really good shape. Like he's really been putting in a lot of work. Well, he's a grinder. So yeah, and I think it helps that you're both able to do it together because I mean, just like riding motos together, you're able to kind of push each other, I'm assuming. Like that's how the the program is structured. Yeah, for sure. That's one thing that really helps is, is we just push each other. And it's like one day he wins, one day I win. But it's like we get so mad when the other one wins and it makes us just push that much harder. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so you you made it happen at Pleasure Valley. So I guess kind of step by step, take us through your day there. You know, how were you feeling going into the weekend? Um, I mean, basically, you've been getting better every single race. So could you kind of feel a podium coming? Yeah, honestly, uh, after sunset, I was really confident because I pulled that, I pulled the start in that uh, the first moto. Yep. And I led like a lap and a half, but it was it was so awesome leading that lap. Like I'm sure. it gave me just so much motivation. And um, I went to my girlfriend's house after that, and I was just you know like training like what Dom told me to do, riding and stuff like that. And we went into Pleasure Valley. We drove a U-Haul 12 hours there because we had no no truck to take to the track and stuff. And it was, it was pretty fun. Um, okay. And we got there Friday. Felt really good. And, and Saturday got a little nervous because I've just been qualifying pretty good. And it's like, oh, God, now I got to do that consistently, you know, because there's a little bit of pressure there. So, okay, so, so I went there. So, so 
take me before you get too far ahead of where I want to ask here. So in qualifier number one, I thought it was pretty interesting because you were like 16th, like pretty much like pretty late into the session. Um, and you come around like by where we're standing, you kind of like slap yourself in the helmet and then all of a sudden you jump up to the top three with a fast lap. So tell me, tell me what's going on there. Like on the yeah. previous episode, you kind of, uh, you're like, you're the ATV version of, of Jet Lawrence. And that was like a Jet Lawrence moment to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But the first part of that first qualifier, the track was just so different. Okay. Like, I don't know, like, some parts were really, like, like, soupy, like, like, just slow. And then other parts were, like, like, slick. Like, the whoop section, you try to double through and you just slide on all of them. And I was, like, I went over and talked to Mark and I'm, like, I'm going to wait to put a fast lap. And, like, Mark pretty much said, like, like, I, I believe in you. Like, you got it, you know. Okay. And, and so I went out and I'm, like, this is, like, it's getting better near the end. So I knew I had to put like a couple of hot laps in because I thought the track was going to get a little bit worse throughout the day, like slow right. down in the second qualifier. Yep. So those like last, like whatever, three minutes or whatever, that last lap, I just put a heater in. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, did. every fast lap I've had this, this year in qualifying, I've made at least one mistake. And it's, that's one thing I'm really trying to work on. Okay. Yeah. If you can eliminate that, uh, that little mistake, little quirk in one of those laps, he might be a uh, top qualifier, but yeah, that, I mean, in, in the way it was so dry that they had to overwater, it seemed like they had a tendency to overwater when they did water. And when I was watching them water before the qualifiers, I'm like, Oh, what are you doing? Like, you know, you guys got to be able to put those heaters in, um, especially like it kind of happened in the second session too. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah. it's going to, it's going to take the whole session for the track to get, to get good enough so you can turn lap times that were comparable to the first session. So, uh, yeah, you were, that was something that seemed like you guys kind of had to fight, uh, all day was just and everybody, maybe that was racing, but, uh, that kind of overwatering thing was a, was a theme almost. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, in the second one, it dried up super quick. Like it dried up like two laps in and I was like, all right, this is like going to be a good qualifier. And I actually, I think I did a little bit better in the second one than the first one. And then I get off the track and I look at the qualifying times and I and I see Joel two seconds faster and I'm just like, holy crap! You know, it's just something we got to work on. Just the, like that that one lap speed is crazy. And you guys at the at the very top, the guys that are are turning the fastest lap times, um, it just seems like you're distancing yourself more and more from kind of that. I don't know, like the next guys in line, like the, like that second tier. And, yeah. uh, it, it, I mean, you guys, it's like, you're just pushing the pace more and more and more. And I think, I mean, uh, you have to feel really good about where you're at because I, I truly believe that Joel, that Joel, Chad and Thomas are almost all three of them are the best that they've ever been. And now you're in there and like, I mean, for a rookie, like you're right there. So that's got to make you feel pretty good. Yeah, for sure. That's one, that's one really big thing that I like, I've been thinking this year, like, like, I feel like Chad and Joel are just like in their prime years. I don't know why. Like, I know Chad's been very good for a long time, but I feel like this is one of his best years. I think so. And too. I feel like, and I feel like Joel's just been good for the last couple of years, you know, like he's still got a lot left. And honestly, Thomas turned it up this year too. I feel like he did. And, and I, it's just I, like that's one thing. That's one thing that like 
I really get down on myself when I lose. Like I, I just can't stand it. But yeah. that's one thing this year I've been like, like I got to realize like I don't know what they did over the years, but like they're in their one of their best years yet. So I just got to just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm, I'm getting better every race. So I just got to keep doing that and, and hopefully we'll be there. But it's like, like you said, they're, I feel like they're all the fastest they've been. I think you're, you're 100% right. I think that the, the top of that class is the fastest that it's been ever before. And you know, the, the thing, and it's cool. Like what I enjoy most about your interviews is you're just so real and you don't always get that from athletes. And I mean, yeah, like I know you're only a handful of races into your pro career, but for any person that goes pro, you're joining a class of guys that have won at every level and that's tough. So then to, to be, uh, you know, you're a rookie and you're a fixture now in the top five, you're becoming like a fixture in top three of qualifying. And to think, uh, that you're already there. I just think that, uh, you know, that's a, that's a feather in your cap. And like you said, every week you're getting a little stronger and stronger. And I think, uh, that's got to make it super exciting for you to go to the races each week. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's been really awesome. Like, like each race I've been just getting better in, in my fitness has turned up a little bit. So I'm not about to die after some of the races, but, <laughs> but that, that second moto, I was like, I was just so nervous on the gate. I was like, just like using all my energy up on just being nervous. And I'm, sh- I'm I, sure, I'm sure you were feeling like, don't mess it up. Yeah, for sure. I was like, all right, <laughs> you can't mess this up. And then the gate dropped and I, and I got like the start and stuff. And I was like, Oh no, no, no. This, yeah. The second one. Wait, no, that was the first one, right? The first one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the second one, I was like sixth off the start, I think. Uh huh. And, and which one was Jeffrey in front of me in? No, that was the second, second one. Second one. Yeah. Yeah. And Jeffrey was in front of me and I was like, all right, like, I know he's crazy fast. And I'm just like, like, this could be his breakout race and he's going to start doing really good. You know? And I'm just like, I got to I got to catch him like at the start, like the first three laps, I'm like going all out, you know, and, and I ended up passing him yep. and I just felt really good. Like, and then I got off the track and I think I was just so excited and just use so much energy. I was, I was not feeling good. Right. So, okay. So let's talk about the day a little bit. So you qualified second, right. And, uh, you go into the first moto and you have a, you have a super, I mean, you end up third. So, um, take me through the first moto and then what your, like your emotions are because you were just as hype or maybe even like seemingly more hype after the first moto when you were, you know, yes. Like I just, uh, I'd love to see that emotion. So take me through that feeling after the first moto before even the second moto happened. Yeah, for sure. The, the first moto, you know, I don't, I don't really remember exactly what I got off the start. Cause I was just like in yep. the, in the, um, You're right but the I was in the front. Yeah. I was in third for a while and I saw Thomas behind me. And I, and then I looked up and I saw a bike smoking and I'm like, no, like this is not happening. And then, so I was in second for a couple laps Yeah. and Thomas started putting pressure on me. And I was just like, like, I want to be, I want to be that guy that doesn't let people go by easy. But I was just like, all right, this is second and third right here. This is still podium. So, right. so I, I mean, I rode hard. I let, I sort of gave him a little room to pass and he passed me and then, for like two laps I just like attached to him and, and we rode our race and I got third that one and, and honestly like you said I was pretty excited about that because it's just like 
the feeling of almost like being right there on a podium is just crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. And you got to be thinking, um, I mean, now you're instantly got to be thinking overall podium, especially with Joel's bike. He's not in contention because he got last in the first moto. Um, but what is it like for you racing in like at a national, at a real race with Thomas? Because he's been a mentor for a while. Um, what is that like? Like, is it, is it, do you feel like he races you a little different than he races the other guys? Or, or how do you feel about that? I don't know. Like, like, I feel like he's always been a clean rider. And, and honestly, like every time we've been around each other, we haven't hit. So like, <laughs> he's like, like, I'm looking forward to getting a little bit better on okay. battling with him. Cause like, he's been super clean and, and that's the people I like to race with. So I'm pretty excited, but like, he's always raced clean. We race locals. He would race clean. Yeah. And we would also train together and he was, he's always clean. So it's nothing, nothing new basically. Cause you've yeah. raced with them enough. So, okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So that's how the first moto goes. Like I said, you, the emotion after the race was really cool to see. I love to see that authenticity. And then, uh, the second moto, um, you're, you're, you were behind some of those guys, but you got a good start. You make a, you make a pass on Jeffrey. Talk to me. Cause I heard a bunch of talk about the pass you put on Jeffrey. So can you take us through, through that? Like, do you remember that? Yeah, for sure. We, we went into the, so I was like, like I said, on the first three laps, like, I'm like, all right, I got to go all out. Like I'm okay. going to be able to suck it up if I get past him. And so after the whoop section, we went down that hill and like, it was like a big bowl turn and a roller yep. on the inside. Yep. And at the, at the first of our motos, it's super slick. Cause they watered a lot. Like you said. Yeah. And so we were all going wide. We were all going wide. And I noticed like every time there, he would like give me a little look back and like he kept going higher and higher, like getting like maybe like, I'm not sure, like a little nervous. I don't know exactly. Okay. Um, and then the third time we went through there or whatever, I just, I held it on a little bit longer down the hill. I braked super hard and just like glided in front of him to like, like didn't touch him, but slid right in front of him. And then I- sure. And then I tapped the brakes a little bit, like to set my bike straight again. Yeah. And like, we never touched and it was just like super clean. If you know that corner, like I do, we were falling yeah. in there. That was, like, and honestly, that was like one of the best passing points on the whole track. Um, and you're a, you're a basketball fan, right? So that's like, you like did the box out move. You didn't do anything yeah, for sure, dirty, for sure. didn't touch yeah. them, but like just slid yeah. right into it the was, spot. It was pretty cool. Like, like I, after the race, I, I made sure he was all right. And he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm here. And I was like, like, was that pass was pretty nice. And he was like, yeah, that was awesome. I was like, <laughs> he was like, he told me he was like sort of watching me like, no, don't do it. You know? Sure. Yeah. But I like, couldn't really, you can't go inside because then you would just blow it. Cause you'd spin out or something. Yep. Yeah. So it's like he sure. was trying to stop the pass, but I don't know if he thought I was going to do it there, but you know, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so then like you showed some, some maturity, I guess, beyond your years almost because that whole second moto you rode really within your means knowing that taking a fourth there was going to give you a podium and it looked like you just tried to ride smart throughout that whole race um did that feel like a super long race because of that you talked about your nerves a little bit did it feel long because of that um honestly the first one felt really long compared to the second one like the second one I knew I knew what I had to do Okay. And, and Thomas ended up passing me and I'm like, all right, dang, that sucks. You know, it could have been close to a second. I don't know how the points work in pro, but I think it was a second. 
And yeah. I was just like, dang it, man. But um, and then I just started like like catching on to him again and like was trying to push with him. Okay. Um, and we pulled a little gap over uh, Nick and and my bike. Uh, after the race, we found out that it was it had coolant and oil and stuff, and it started cutting out really bad. I think the fuel was boiling too. Oh sure, yeah. Um, and and just I'm like, all right, like I'm tired, but I can't slow down too much. So I was trying to ride as fast as I could and. And my bike just started getting worse and worse. And Nick Nick almost passed me, but like I sort of like knew it was the last lap, so I was like, I'll let him yeah. get close, but but I'm <laughs> okay. not gonna let him pass me. But but for sure, if it was a couple more laps, I don't know if I was gonna make it. And like after Redbud last year, like that stuff scares me with oh, all the, for the sure. some of the motor problems. It's just like oh uh, oh, I think uh, I think so many people listening to this will be able to relate where you overanalyze every little sound that that thing is making. So yeah, and then it's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So um, then describe those emotions when you cross the finish line for the second moto. Cause I, I posted a video of you and you're just like, I don't know if you were just spent or overcome with emotion. Oh, I didn't know what to do. That, after like, that second moto, I was so excited. <laughs> but I was like you said, I was spent. Like yeah. I wanted to like just freaking start throwing stuff, you know. But like I was like, all right, I gotta throw my hands up. But I'm so tired right now. Yeah. And then I got was... over to the podium and I got off my bike and my freaking stomach started hurting and and it was just not good. Yeah. But it can... was it's like after like it wasn't like the best in the moment because I was feeling like that. But after the fact, it it's so awesome. You know what? Like, and it's a it's a it's a really good feeling when when you have that feeling of hey, I just left everything I had out there, and you like reap the reward from it. Like that's one of the most rewarding feelings that there is. I feel like. Yeah, for sure, and that's one thing that I've been thinking about all this season. Like, like leave everything you've had out there. Like, I haven't felt like I've done that. Yeah. And for some reason, at this race, like I felt like super confident in myself. Like I was like tired after the race. I felt like I put it all out there. Well, you know what? And I think that when you get put in the position you were in, like you get that podium in the first moto and then all of a sudden, you know, the carrot is like right there. So to, yeah, to sure. leave your tank on empty, probably a little easier when you're staring at that goal of a yeah, podium sure, like right sure. in front of you. Uh, so, and you know what, the, the other thing that was cool for you is this was the first week where there was like a, like a makeshift kind of podium thing, you know, like you got to, I know that they were trying to social distance and stuff, but like, that was the first week that there's been, you know, people able to see you talk post moto. That was pretty cool that you, that you, yeah, that's, that's yeah. one thing that was that honestly, I was like, dang it. Like, cause I, I kept thinking like all this year, it's been like a goal to get on the podium, like every single race before right. and after the race, I want a podium. I don't care. You know? Yep. And like these, these last couple of races I've been training with Dom, like, like I've just been leaving it out there. Like I, I've got to get one. And that's one thing I was thinking about. I was like, dang, like, it's not going to be a big deal, you know? Cause it's not the thing when you're like in your pit doing, if I just you know? roll back to the truck. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I was, I honestly didn't know. And I heard that the pro podium was up there and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> like just at the start of the day, I heard about it and I'm like, yes, like that's so cool. 
Yeah. Now that was a little bit, a little bit of extra motivation for sure. Cause I mean, even, even as like, even racing amateur races or pro-am or whatever, like I remember the feeling of sitting on the gate and being like, I'm getting on that podium. And uh, when you don't have that, I feel like it can, like it could take a little bit of joy. So either way, I think uh, it's super cool that you were able to go have the podium thing, see all those smiling faces, excuse me. And all the people that were we're pumped to see you up there. I thought that that was, uh, that was really cool. So is the pace slowing down for you a little bit at this point? Like, um, as you get more accustomed to the speed of these guys, as your fitness gets a little better, et cetera, like is the race pace of the pro class starting to become just like the normal thing now? Yes. It's, it's getting a lot better. Like before I, I had the, their pace for like a couple laps. But now I feel like each like day I'm getting a little bit better because now I'm, I've been up there. Like that sunset start was so big. Yeah. Like just me being up there with those guys and just learning. Like, like I was in the lead on that first, first lap, lap and a half. And yep. I knew those guys were just like sitting back there waiting for me, you know, to just yep. fade off. But I was just going to try to go all out. But I just saw like where they really gapped me. And it was like it just taught me so much about like just technique and Sure. And just how to mature into the class. So I would say like, it's definitely helped me a lot. Yeah. That's really cool. And I think that, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. You can't expose yourself. You don't know that speed until you get it. And I think that that is some of why people say that, you know, your first, maybe your first laps led or typically is your first podium or your first win is the toughest one. Um, so for you, like that first win, uh, or first podium, excuse me, is the toughest one because you can't just, I mean, it's different at a race. When you ride with Thomas, you see his speed, but when you do it at a race with a bunch of other fast guys, um, you're kind of seeing some of that speed for the first time. And, and we've been saying, you know, each and every week, basically, I've even been posting on the page. I think that, uh, like what's next for Bryce Ford, because you're getting better each and every week. And as you seem to just keep building at every race, like, how are you feeling going into red? But I mean, I have you here. So I'll ask you, like, what do you think is next for Bryce Ford? Like, what's the next goal? Honestly, like I I have goals, but like, it's just to get like, if I accomplish a goal, I just want to get that much better the next race. So let's say I got a podium. Let's go for a second. But if we can get a first, like, that's what I'm training for, obviously. But it's like, Let's go one better. Let's go to second. That's my goal. Um, but I know, like, you can't really – it's hard. Like, you can't get second. You got to try for first every time. So, it's like I don't really want to make second a goal because it sounds like, oh, I'm going to hold back, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, and and I, I do know what you mean, too, because obviously you're trying to be uh... – careful with your words because you don't want to come off as cocky but i i come away from i come away from all these interviews with you as uh being impressed with how humble you are and i think that if you're able to just improve i mean the way you've been proving race to race if you could just stay on a similar path to that and, and improve that much at every race you know for even the rest of the season like you're going to be right where you want to be as these races unfold. That's for sure. And I think the biggest thing, like you're finding a consistency, it seems like more and more every single week. Oh no, for sure. Like every time I get on the gate with those guys, I get more confident. Like 
I've never really thought I was going to pull a start until I was at Daytona and I got like close. Yeah. But um, I just really haven't like, like I've just gotten so much more consistent. Like after sunset, I pulled that start and now I feel like I should be up there. Like yeah. that's one of the hardest things, like knowing you should be up there, like trying to tell yourself, work yourself to getting up to there. Well, and, and you're such a good starter and you're on a great bike. Um, when you can get a, get a good start, that just makes such a difference because, you know, we've seen like, uh, what was it? The first moto at Muddy Creek where you did not get a good start. And there was like a, there was a, you got tangled in the first corner or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and like, sure. just think about like, I'm watching you and you're, you're obviously going a faster pace than the guys you're around, but you can only go so fast. You can only move forward so fast when you're, when you've got guys to, to get through. So, um, yeah, one thing, one thing about Muddy Creek like that, I got like, uh, ninth or whatever I think it was the first one yep um and that really honestly helped me this season like that was the start of it all like after that like I reset like I was like okay like I have nothing to lose you know yeah so that next moto I was I I had this I ate raw chicken that uh, day and I just had a stomach problem and honestly that second moto I was after I got off the track I felt like crap but but I just it like reset me the whole season like I had no pressure on me so I just went out there and rode, and I think I got like a, a fifth or a fourth or something. You got a fourth in the second moto there, and yeah. then at at sunset, you know, you grab that fourth and the fourth in the first moto, fourth overall, and now now you got the podium uh, this last weekend. So yeah, you're exactly right. That was the beginning of it, and it's been straight up since then. So whatever you uh, whatever you figured out, you just got to keep doing it, pal. Yeah, for sure, and that's what we're gonna do. Um, like like Dom, me and Dom were talking the other day like even if we gain a spot like we're not going to slow down and that's one thing I just got to work on mentally is like it doesn't matter like we're going to train the hardest you know every day no matter if we're in last or first and I think that's one thing a lot of pros have a problem with is you just got to train like you're the best you know yeah and I think that you have something that not everybody has and I think that that's one of the things that Dom really liked about you. I know that. I know that for a fact because he's communicated that to me, that uh, you just have this killer instinct, this attitude, this edge, this mental edge that I think is pretty rare, So, um, or at least relatively rare. So you're like, yeah, like you're one of those guys that isn't going to be happy until, until you're at the top step of this thing and uh, just really excited to see how it, uh, how it plays out for sure. Yeah, for sure. And that's one thing is like, like this year, I don't want anyone to think like I'm cocky because I got a third, like I'm showing it off. Like it just means so much to me. And like, it makes like, I'm, I know I'm getting closer to the top. And that's one thing that's really helped. It's like, I've been getting better place uh, finishes, like at sunset, that was awesome to get a fourth. And then a couple races later, I got a third and it's just like, it's just such an awesome feeling. Uh, yeah, I, couldn't agree couldn't agree more and I can't imagine what that feeling uh feeling feels like but you know you again you just continue to get better and I think that uh that you are on the right on the right track especially with the mental edge that you do have so last thing I got for you is Redbud um how, how what do you think about Redbud how do you feel about that track how do you feel about uh those tracks that get a little rougher like that what are we what are we feeling going into Redbud not goal wise but uh do you feel like that's a track that you can thrive on 
Yeah, for sure. Like going into every track this year, I've, I've learned that you've just got to like it going into it. Like you've got to be positive about it. Like you just can't be negative about it because when you go there and let's say something's going wrong, you just want to shut down, you know? So like, I just try to go in liking every track. I feel really good. Um, probably honestly a little bit better than the last race, which I like. And, and I'm just going to keep working out and riding a lot and just hopefully going there even better than last race and, and do my thing and get on the podium again. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I like to hear. And the thing that's really cool is I think it's easy to see somebody and be able to tell if they're enjoying like riding their four wheeler. And every time I yeah. see you ride, it just looks like you're having a ball. So I uh, really like to see that. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing that's big about this year is like, like if I do anything better, like say I qualify better or, I finish better in a moto or I get a better lap time than someone it's all an accomplishment this year. So that's one big thing. Like, like I've got a, a lot of like a lot more accomplishments to achieve. And it's like, that's, what's awesome about the pro class is it's not necessarily the 25 minutes you're out there, but just like going back and looking and being like, Oh wow. I got a second qualifying there. I got a third overall there. It's just, it, that's the awesome part about it is the achievements. Yeah. You just keep checking them off, pal. It's uh really cool to see. Well, it's been an absolute pr- pleasure to sit back and watch you, you know, continue to grow on the racetrack and off. It's been a, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the podcast. So uh, keep up the great work and continue to be such a great role model for even the younger generation than you. Um, you know, obviously I got to congratulate you again. And if you keep slaying it, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep bringing you back here to talk about it. I just can't thank you enough for giving us a little bit of your time. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, thank you for having me on. Proud of you, buddy. Thanks again. Congrats. Thank you. We'll get right back to the show, but now a word from our sponsors. And thank you for listening to these ads. Without these great companies, none of this would be possible. Show your support for the people who support us. Before Digging Deep was even a reality, back when it was just an idea, CST Tires already believed in us, which is fitting because no one believes in their tires more than I do. Our title sponsor, CST Tires, and their Pulse MXR tires continue to hook every rider strong enough and willing to grab a handful of throttle after mounting them on their ride. Used by Thomas Brown to win races and clinch a third straight Quad Cross of Nations title, Nick Janusa when he grabbed his first career pro class podium, and myself, Cody Jansen, as I rode my Pulse MXR fronts and white label soft compound rears to a 2019 national championship in the Junior 25 Plus class. The Pulse MXR tire, available in soft and standard compounds, offers the highest level of traction, most predictable cornering, and superior wear characteristics when compared to the competition. Visit csttires.com to join the CST Takeover today or prepare to be beat by someone who did. CST Tires, where passion meets the ground. Anybody that I've gotten to try them, I've heard nothing but positive things back. We're proud to be Team Blue Crew here at the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast. Why choose Yamaha? Look no further than Chad Wienan's six championships in the past eight seasons aboard his Yamaha YFZ450R. Not to mention Yamaha is the leading OEM supporter of ATV racing and their support of this podcast proves it. For the 2020 ATV MX season, Yamaha's Blue Crew Racer Support Program will offer payout and prize opportunities, including a chance to win a brand new YFZ450R. For more information, head to YamahaOutdoors.com and follow them on social media at Yamaha Outdoors today. All hail Blue Crew, the number one OEM supporter of ATV racing. 
For over 150 years, Valvoline has led the charge by being dedicated to constant improvement and innovation across all disciplines of racing. Valvoline has sponsored some of the greatest names in motorsports, and for the better part of a decade, I've been fortunate enough to be part of the historically great Team Valvoline. From my commuting vehicles to small engines, race quads, and everything in between, I trust nothing but Valvoline in all of my equipment. I've experienced increased function and durability as well as a longer life expectancy thanks to Valvoline's array of products and lubricants. Since 1866, Valvoline has been focused on bettering your experience, whether on road, on track, and everywhere in between. Upgrade to Valvoline today and check them out at valvoline.com. SSI decals is a name synonymous with ATV racing, synonymous with big time success, and absolutely synonymous with the best looking decals around. An offshoot of their parent company that was established in 1947, SSI first took shape from owner Ian Harris's passion for ATVs. With what started as just making numbers and decals for riders like Chad Wienan, the company quickly took off, and today you couldn't imagine ATV motocross without SSI decals. The graphics maker and designer now supports all the top teams in ATV motocross as well as teams and riders racing GNCC, Work Series, Pro Motocross and Supercross, Canadian Pro Motocross, Short Course Off-Road Trucks, UTVs, Snowcross, and oh yeah, six-time NHRA World Champion Clay Milliken. No project is too big or too small for SSI decals, making your identity stick with championship-level graphics. Head over to SSIDecals.com today and then maybe call the doctor because things are about to get sick. The Digging Deep ATVMX podcast is brought to you in part by DID Racing Chain and their 520 ATV2 chain. This patented X-ring chain boasts a steel alloy construction for reduced weight, increased strength, and a longer overall chain life, making it the optimal ATV racing chain. Pick up an ATV2 chain today at your local dealer or wherever DID chains are sold. Don't forget about their motocross, off-road, and street bike chains as well. Wherever you go, go with DID. Hello listeners, this is Chad Wienan, six-time AMA ATV Pro National Champion, an owner of Wienan Motorsports and proud partner of Digging Deep ATV MX Podcast. The two of us share a strong passion for ATV MX. Owning my own team gives us the ability to handpick the best products on the market for our racing program. With consistent testing, research, and development, we are confident that when choosing the products we believe in, our customers will be satisfied in building their own race program as well. We race what we sell. With brands like Fox Shocks, Walsh Racecraft, SSI Decals, Wrath Racing, and Henson Racing, just to mention a few, go to check out wienamortorsports.com to see the full lineup. Enter discount promo code DIGDEEP at checkout. Enough talking already. Get out and get some fresh air and go ride. Hope to see you at the track soon. We are proud to be partnered with Numira Technologies. Since 2001, Numira has led the charge in the ATV and side-by-side market, covering more applications than anyone else in the industry. Numira's advanced piston technology uses a NASA-exclusive aluminum alloy that helps to reduce expansion rates, that allows for tighter tolerances, and leads to higher overall engine performance for your machine. For more information about Numira's wide offerings of pistons, rings, gaskets, and industry-leading top-end repair kits, visit your local dealer or online at www.numira.com. Numira Technologies, pistons with an attitude. We are pleased to be partnered with Bronco ATV and UTV Components, Bronco has been an industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. With a catalog that includes a full line of electrical components, engine internals like rods and cylinders, all the way down to suspension parts and bearing kits. Bronco is your hard part source for whatever you need for whatever you ride. Available exclusively through distributors around the world. 
visit your local dealer or online at broncoatv.com. The Digging Deep ATV MX podcast is also sponsored by DP Brakes, a longtime supporter of ATV racing and the world leader in centered brake technology. DP has been dominating the ATV world for decades by supporting the best four-wheeled racers on the planet. 2020 is no different, with an impressive lineup including AMA ATV Pro Class Champion Joel Hedrick and Phoenix Racing Honda Team, Cody Jansen and his 2019 Junior 25 Plus National Championship, Baldwin Motorsports, Nick Januza, Wesley Wolf, and much more in the ATV Motocross. In GNCC Racing, DP has 16 of the top 17 pros heading into 2020. This includes the champ Walker Fowler, Bryson Neal, Chris Borich, Cole Richardson, Jared McClure, Adam McGill, and more. These riders continue to appreciate the high performance and impressive durability that their DP brakes have to offer, products that ultimately help place them on the top of the podium. Available at www.dp-brakes.com. Purchase at your local dealer or message us for the contact info today. What are you waiting for? Join the best ATV riders in the world on DP Brakes. Forworks Carbon's innovative lightweight products include top-notch seat covers, carbon fiber, and plastic hoods, gas tank covers, exhaust shields, shock guards, and much more. Whether you have an ATV, UTV, or snowmobile, Forworks has the goodies that will improve your ride and make you salivate. We trust Forworks for increased function and a sexier look, and you should too. Forworks Carbon, always working hard to bring high quality and innovative parts to the market. Check them out today at fwcarbon.com. We are proud to be partnered with Gripped Gloves. Gripped is an ATV rider owned and operated brand with the rider in mind and the goal of keeping costs affordable. The Michigan-based family operation recognizes riders' desire to showcase their identity. Owner David Payne's love for eccentric colorways and crazy patterns shows in his product something not often found in the work of big manufacturers. Here to push stereotypes and limitations, Grip's drive is to produce a glove with cool colors and designs that won't break the bank. With comfort and quality as key motivators, the family affair is constantly working on the next more innovative and improved glove. Get a grip on life, join the Gripped movement, because no one wants a bland glove. Check them out today at grippedgloves.com, that's G-R-I-P-T gloves.com, and use discount code DIGGINGDEEP10 to save at checkout. If you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? Americans have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. And if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a licensed doctor in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com digging for your free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com digging for your free online visit and free two-day shipping. We are also proud of our partnership with Factory 43. Factory 43 was born in 2007, making Nerf bars for the Suzuki LTR, Honda TRX450R, and Yamaha's YFZ450. The brand soon added bumpers and grab bars, and for years now has offered parts for all sport quads. The racer-owned company strives to offer a quality product that installs easy, looks good, and holds up over time. 
For 2020, Factory 43 is the aluminum parts choice of the Phoenix Racing Honda team, providing riders like Joel Hetrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Chris Borich, and Grayson Eller with the motocross and cross-country versions of their Evo Nerf Bar and MX-style front bumpers. Head over to factory43atv.com to see their full line of products, thanks to Factory 43. We are excited to dig deep with the support of Bikes, Trikes, and Quads, LLC. Celebrating their 10-year anniversary this May, the company was started by former racers selling three-wheeler parts out of a barn in upstate New York. Through hard work, accompanied by offering great service to their customers, BTQ LLC now has over 40,000 new and used parts in stock. But they haven't forgotten their roots, still offering used OEM parts for three-wheelers, dirt bikes, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Parts are in stock and ready to ship with delivery within three days, including free shipping on orders over $50. Use discount code ATVMX at www.btqllc.com for $10 off orders of $50 or more. We're grateful to have Bikes, Trikes, and Quads LLC digging deep with us. Support our industry's grassroots businesses. Thank you, BTQ LLC. The Decker Training Facility at County Line MX is now open. This premier motocross training compound is located in beautiful Fountain, Florida, about a 40-minute drive from Panama City Beach. Their rapidly growing facility consists of a pro-level national track, amateur and youth tracks, woods loop, and mountain bike trails. Everything you need to train comfortably all winter long is available on-site, including private cabins, a full gym, RV hookups, bathhouses, garage, dump station, wash bays, and more. With accommodations for riders across the country and around the world, the Decker Training Facility will help you become the best rider you can be. Sign up for a group training session or a private lesson with nationally ranked pros. Train tougher, smarter, and harder this off-season at one of Florida's most luxurious facilities. For more information, go to DeckerTrainingFacility.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram. Decker Training Facility, your elite training experience. We are proud to be partnered with Avocado Green Mattresses. We all know that sleep and rest are an important part of any athlete's routine. Avocado's line of natural mattresses and pillows provide exactly the support you need to ensure you perform at your best while doing the best for the planet. The Avocado Mattress offers zoned back support with an internal support unit, meaning whether you are recovering from a hard day of riding or relaxing on a Sunday morning, you will be experiencing next level comfort. You can rest in peace knowing the components in your mattress and pillow are non-toxic, natural, and sustainably sourced. And getting your Avocado Green mattress could not be any easier. They offer a 100-night sleep trial, free shipping and return pickups, and a 25-year warranty. And if that wasn't enough, rest assured knowing they have 5-star ratings by verified customers including some of the Digging Deep staff. Step up your sleep game by visiting avocadomattress.com. Thanks for listening, and remember to support our partners. Now back to the show. And now we're proud to welcome this guy to the show for the very first time. And man, does he deserve it. He's been absolutely killing it. Brought to you by the folks at the Decker Training Facility, coming off three consecutive top ten finishes. It's AMA Procrest rookie Troy Hill. What's up, buddy? Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Uh, super pumped for the opportunity and uh, get the get the uh, going on this conversation. 
Hell yeah. You know, I already mentioned it, but three consecutive top 10 finishes in the past three races, your top 10 in points. Now you were, you know, a guy that probably was, was a little bit under the radar coming into the season. So how does it feel um, to be kind of where you're at now? Like, is this how you envisioned your, your rookie season going to this point? Are you happy with it? To be completely honest with you, man, happy? No, not at all. Um, I'm one of those people who uh, always want to be better and, I've not been happy with uh, just the passes I've been making. It's been uh, still too long um, okay. to make them, and my starts have been absolutely horrendous. I think I've been the dead last guy coming out of the start the last five rounds if we've, every race. Okay, so, so so I haven't been making it easy, that's for sure. So what were your goals then coming into the season? Like, uh, I mean, because I guess even, I don't know how it felt for you, but for us, um, like it was hard to know what to expect because I mean, it's, it's no secret that last year was a disaster. So, um, what, what goals did you have coming into the season then? Um, I definitely, uh, I, I got goals for sure, but, uh, the goals I got are like, uh, just to really progress every round, try to be better, you know, uh, I know I got to get those starts dialed and I've been working hard on those. Try to be a, try to come out with those top guys. And, you know, I think you got to start up there to learn that pace and uh, set yourself up good for the moto. And uh, so working hard on that and uh, goals are just, I want to, I think I could be a top five guy and I, uh, I don't see why I shouldn't be. And I work hard enough to be one. So. That's awesome. And uh, I think you're, you're on to something because every week you have been getting better. Like, I feel like both with your riding and really with the, with the finishes too. So, but in, in 2018 and people may forget that you basically went on a three week run in pro-am that had everyone talking like in a, in a stacked pro-am class, you podiumed three consecutive events, you know, you won high point, then Last year, you make the move to the Hudson Racing team on Yamahas, which I have to admit, I hated to see because I hated to not see your family together doing it like you, you kind of always had. Um, so last year was kind of one to forget. But then this year, you get back together with your brother as your right-hand man, and the family's back together at the races, and now you're thriving. And I think that all of that kind of goes hand in hand, that uh, you have to – have to like it's got to be cool to do it together and that's got to put a big smile on your face i would think to have everybody back together again oh 100 percent. yeah i don't think i could have uh said it myself any better definitely uh just want to forget last year um as a whole and uh super pumped to have my brother back with me and the family and just uh doing it like we've always done it man it's just uh we put in hard work and i'm one of those uh people who i like to be uh i got to be held accountable and okay. my brother's really good at holding me accountable and he knows what I can do. And, uh, we work really good together. So, uh, I got really good trust in him and that the bikes are going to be, you know, second to none or just up there with everybody else. So I love the feeling of when you come to the line, I think my favorite thing about racing is that you show up to the line and it's all on you. Like you don't have no teammates, no help from nobody. It's up to you to get the job done point blank. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I guess people probably don't know this, but you and I spent a few years being 
quote unquote teammates, but being together uh, around each other a lot. So I saw firsthand how hard Jimmy, your brother works for you. And it's a, it's a family effort. And, it, you know, I mean, like, seriously, like I'm super proud to see, you know, where you guys have made it. And again, I don't think it's just a coincidence that you're most successful doing it the way you are right now back with your family. And I'd be willing to bet that it's fun again, doing it this way. Oh, 100%, man. The fun is back in it, and uh, I've actually been having a blast ever since uh, the last round in PA. I came up and uh, been staying up at Max Lindquist's place, and uh, we got uh, we got close this offseason. We did a lot of training down in Florida together. He basically lived right next to me all all winter, so uh, got to know each other good, and it's been a good time, you know, giving each other, like, a hard time every day, but it's just good fun joking, and uh, it's nice to have somebody – equal caliber you know kid that's absolutely on it to help push each other to keep getting better yeah for sure so how is the how is you know the being in wisconsin training riding together how's that going so far oh it's been uh it's been good dude we're actually uh coming back from old six times house today so oh, yeah. uh, that was cool that was my first time out there so i had an absolute blast can't thank him enough for uh, letting us come out and enjoy it the uh, place was second to none for sure yeah, it looked like uh, he had the track. Chad had the track prepped up real nice. So yeah, that looks like a looks like a blast down there for sure. So, so all right. So the season started with you. Let's talk about the racing a little bit because the season started with a 14th at Daytona, then it went to a 12th after the break. But since then, it's been constant improvement with you know 10, 9, 10 overall finishes. Do you have anything that you like credit that to for allowing you to kind of start hitting your stride or is it simply just getting more comfortable racing the pro class? Like, what do you, what do you think, what do you think's going on there? Why you're getting so much better lately? Um, I think it's a definitely a mix of both. I mean, definitely. I didn't feel the nerves, the butterflies for the first two rounds at all. And dude, I've gotten, but I always get butterflies for the moto, you know, just, uh, you know, you want to do how you want to do. And I just always get a little butterflies. I didn't get them. And uh, I've always struggled at Daytona. It's just not my style track. Super tight. It's hard to pass. And uh, I'm more of a wide open. I want to hang it out. And let's go through some rough stuff and see who will hold it on kind of guy. And uh, okay, definitely didn't suit me there. I want to say for sure a huge stepping stone to my success or better results this year, I would say, um, or the switch to the PP suspension. Uh, Wayne and Jamie, those guys over there, helped me out so much, dude. They've been a part of my program from all my winning, pretty much. I mean, I always had PPs on, and uh, they work with me so good. And Wayne has been such a big help on just uh, no one-on-one, you know, normal testing. But he's back in Cali. You know, he calls me about every day. Every day I ride, how are the shocks, what changes do we need to make? And it's great to have somebody like that that wants you to do good and is willing to help you so much to make it where it's just on your shoulders. That's cool. And the other thing uh, that I wanted to ask you, and I probably should ask this earlier, but was it always the plan? And I know that you raced, you raced pro at the end of the year at Crawfordsville last year, but was it always the plan to go pro? That was what you guys were doing this year, no matter what? Dude, I've, uh, I feel like I've worked my whole life to get to pro, like uh, everything that always happened to me it was always to try to get to that level you know of course be a a joel or chad and yeah work that hard to hopefully one day be a champion in the class 
and yeah, I definitely, um, I actually wanted to go pro and pro am last year. Um, but my own team deal, the way we're doing it now, the way it always has, didn't pan out. And I was never, ever going to go pro without my brother by my side for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's cool. It was, uh, like I said, I mean, I don't want to beat the dead horse, but last year, like when, when I won see Jimmy at the races, it just, it wasn't even right. You know, wasn't even, no, dude, not yeah. at all. Yeah. So, uh, I see him, see him now walking around. He looks angry, but I know that he's, that he's happy to be there. Like that's just, uh, Oh yeah. That's just him. Yeah. That's just, that's him. just how he is. Yeah. I was talking to, to Seth at the last race and I said, yeah, Troy's doing pretty good. And he's like, yeah, could be better. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, no, but like, he's, he's getting better at every race. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> he just, just wasn't having it. So they oh, yeah. must, uh, he's a lot like his dad. Everybody's sure. got the, everybody's got the same attitude, I guess. But, uh, no. Yeah. So how, how, how about, uh, Redbud, you know, Redbud's more your favorite, your, your kind of track, I should say, that's kind of the conditions that you like. So, um, how are you feeling going into there? Um, I'm feeling really good. You know, I've been working on the starts of main focus for me is just like during the season, especially, you know, trying to improve every weekend and focus on what my weaknesses are from the week before all season. It's pretty much been the same thing. I take too long to pass people and I start dead last. So I've been working super hard on my starts and hopefully I can come out and uh, see if I can really hang where I feel like I should be able to belong. But you never know until you get that opportunity and you, uh, I don't want to be one of those guys who uh, mess up when I finally do. <laughs> yeah, you'll be uh, you'll be ready for it. Yeah, I think um, that's one of those things. You're exactly right that you can't can't know that speed until you get there, till you get up front there. But one of these times, you're going to rip a start, and uh, think half of it is just being mentally ready for it. And I think that you're kind of already there. You're just waiting for the opportunity. So um, you know, there's four races left on the schedule. Kind of uh, kind of similar to the last question, I guess. But there's four similar. There's four races remaining. What has to happen for you to be happy with the way the season ends? Like what's, I mean, we, you don't got to tell me your specific goals, but what has to happen in these last four races for you to think of this season and the last leg of this season as a success? Um, I would say the weaknesses need to go away and they need to be a, need to be better. The starts need to be solid every time and the pass needs to be quick and, uh, my first lap's been a little bit off too, and it's uh, I feel like that first lap is probably the most important. Like uh, I want to want to be like Roxon on the first lap. Like I think uh, there's not a better example of somebody who makes moves whether he starts fifth or tenth. He's gonna pass about five guys in that first lap, and that's when everybody's the closest, and that's when you have the best chance to. And I've just been a little bit off those first laps, so been working on the things I need to do to hopefully pick that up as well. Yeah. I think that that just comes from intensity, right? Like he's got an intensity at the beginning those beginning laps that some people kind of wait a little, like wait, uh, just a uh, hiccup a minute, a uh, two minutes to get into that pace. And he's, he's like a, like a, like a, uh, shot coming out of a gun. Like he's ready to rip. <laughs> so yeah, if you can, if you can do that, like, uh, I think you're thinking we sitting good for sure. Yeah, I feel you there for sure. Yeah, it's all in that intensity. You know, we got to work on those sprints. So uh, I feel like the first couple laps in the pro moto is basically everybody trying to lay that uh, 
yeah. qualify lap down. Yep. Just a, a hammer it out, and then it kind of seems like it kind of mellows out for a little bit. So how but has first laps are super important? Yeah, they are for sure. So being that uh, the way that like the timing that you went pro am and you went pro, you would have never done time qualifying until now, right? I never have ever. Right. So that's and that's different from years ago when I was race because we had time qualifying and pro am. So talk about like was that hard for you um, at the beginning because it is different when you have to like you're expected to go your fastest basically the first time you ever touch the racetrack like that can be uh can be a hurdle for sure it it is i def, i mean i feel like the uh qualifying has gotten better every time and it has honestly, been. i've been really unhappy with my qualifying because i feel like i've been struggling in that area too of just full-on letting it hang out that one lap you know because yep. it's i mean that's what it is i mean it's literally trying to hit every single thing perfect and as hard as the track will possibly let you yeah which is awesome because you know there's no better feeling of rip a corner and it just be like man that was that was sick yeah yeah or like sure. something like that but it was i was happy with it being a lot better i think i qualified p8 at uh uh pennsylvania and somebody was telling me i was like p4 for a long time so yeah you were up if there. i can just uh crank her up and uh get that a little bit better as well so working on working on those work work in progress yeah you're the qualifying's definitely been better and that's why i that's why i wanted to ask that but uh yeah man i you continue to get better and better and i think it's been uh, it's been really exciting to like i said see you get back to kind of your roots basically like this is how all your success has been done this way kind of like you mentioned um and i remember saying that on uh, one of the shows at the beginning of the season i think that it was good to see you going back to what's always been successful for you and it's such a family or oriented sport i think to see uh you get the family back together and do it your way i think that that's what this is all about so like i said earlier i don't think that it's a coincidence that uh you're hitting your stride when the family is uh you know back together doing this the right way oh yeah sir for sure 100 percent and uh Sure, I feel like the on the time qualifier topic too. I feel like I'm more of like a grinder, like uh, like I like to work hard, and I like I believe the fitter I am, faster I can go. And yeah, I nothing makes me madder than if I get tired, like nothing. Sure. So the like just full on sprint speed, I feel like was off. So it's just uh, been trying to get that better. So. Uh, last thing I got for you, because I always felt like in my pro racing days, if I could just take like how fast I was going at the end of the second moto or like how good I felt after riding all day, if I could just take that speed and go back to like the morning when I was trying to get like comfortable on the racetrack, I felt like I'd be mint. Do, is that like a thing that like when I say that, can you relate to that at all? Like, cause it is, again, it's hard, you know, you, you grow up riding friday practice at every race all year so you get super comfortable you feel good then you race the next day you go pro and everything's different it's uh it's a crazy thing it is it's different too in my whole amateur career my whole life so my friday practice has always been like the first time i go out there like i basically suck like i'm not good i'm not <laughs> okay. me like, I figure the track out, and then I'm off. And then the second time I'm better, the third time I'm out there, I'm dialed. Okay. But 
so like to flip that into pro it's like i have no time like you just have to be <laughs> dialed and on it so it's definitely difficult there but i feel you and i feel like uh where i like i understand what you're saying but i feel like every moto has been different like for me georgia was super tough like uh fighting was set up a little bit and just uh felt like i like was really fighting what i was trying to get the bike to do and i mean i have man i spent january till whenever we went to georgia in florida riding about every day so i got rows of calluses i mean i blew through <laughs> like two rows of calluses at georgia okay and like i've never been so fatigued in my life but then you go through like muddy creek i felt great all day like time qualifying i was way off with both first like moto one moto two fitness was great sunset fitness felt great pa fitness felt great both motos you know and i don't know i feel like first moto to me it's kind of felt like we went a little faster okay a little bit of like because it just it feels like the second moto the track has been like well yeah i get that yeah so it's been i feel like just overall the track being faster and then the second motos have been a been a grind with that rougher track for sure like sunset was like absolutely crazy because like first moto there was a whole bunch of sick lines like on top of the berm where yep. it was just train tracks and you could just hold her in there and not let off i go around for like sight lap second time checking out my lines i hit where the other lines were at and blown out it's like it's like it's a whoop section and holy through this awesome line I had. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everybody caught on to the line. So yeah, I got uh get what you're saying, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff you like, right? You like it being whooped out. You like it being gnarly. So uh, that's a good thing that oh, we're going to, that's a good thing that we're going to red Bud then. Yes, for sure. I'm really hoping we get there and hopefully they give us the pro section. I've been wanting to ride that thing since I was maybe 10 well that yeah would be sick. and that's one of the ones that you have every year unless it's uh unless it's crazy muddy or something you always do the pro section there so uh i think yeah, and i'm hoping with how pro motocross is right now it's kind of up in the air i feel like they're like well if we don't get pro motocross we got to give somebody the pro section <laughs> so maybe they'll give us the whole thing there you go yeah that'd be That'd be sick. Well, I think uh, you're probably in luck. You'll at least get to do that. You'll at least get to do the triple. You'll at least get to do uh, probably that off camber. So, so you'll be in luck, I think. More chances for passing. I like it. it there is actually good passing up there. But uh, yeah, man, I appreciate it. I'll let you go. But I, I really appreciate you making uh, some time for us. I'm pumped to get you on here. Give you some credit um, for an awesome rookie season so far, no matter what you think. I think uh, you're one of the guys that's really standing out. I really believe that. And uh, just make sure you you keep killing it, I guess, and um, tell the family, uh, great job for me. Thanks, man. Well, dude, thank you for having me. And uh, hopefully we can uh, keep improvement or keep improving. Sorry for that. And uh, hopefully get back on sometime and uh, talk some more. Yeah, you keep killing it. We'll keep bringing you back, pal. Congrats again, and thanks for your time. All right, man. Thank you, and take care. See you, pal. Great interviews tonight with two guys that surely will help make up the future of ATV motocross. And it was fun to cover the awesome racing that happened at Pleasure Valley. Thanks to our guests, Bryce Ford and Troy Hill. Thanks as well to producer Dallas Jansen, my brother, who always finds time to fit the podcast into his busy schedule. Thanks, Dallas. Couldn't do it without you. 
Thanks as always to Brooke for all she does for the podcast. And I want to thank AMA official Harv Whipple for keeping me in the know with up to the moment info. Thanks to our sponsors, CST Tires, Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew, Valvoline, SSI decals, DID Racing Chain, Wienan Motorsports, the Decker Training Facility, Namura Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV Components, Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant, Forworks Carbon, DP Brakes, Gripped Gloves, Blenders Eyewear, Mountaineer Brand, Avocado Green Mattress, Roman Health, Factory 43, and Bike Strikes and Quads, LLC. Support the brands that support our show, and don't forget to use those codes to save. You can find all of our episodes, additional podcast providers, sponsor links and discount codes, our show merchandise, and more, all on our website, diggingdeepatvmx.com. So check that out today. And most of all, thanks to you guys for listening. At every single event, it seems more and more fans and listeners find us to let us know how much they enjoy what we're doing here. You guys seem to have a passion that matches ours, and I truly can't put into words how much that means to us. You are the reason we never stop grinding at this podcast, so thanks to all of you who passionately listen to us here. The show is available to anyone and everyone, whether on diggingdeepatvmx.com, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Basically, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast. You can show your support by wearing our apparel consisting of Digging Deep shirts, hoodies, and more available for purchase on our website today with free shipping and all proceeds going directly towards constant growth and improvement of the show. Thanks for all the support and for wanting to represent what we're doing. We are super proud of our gear. If you enjoy the show, we encourage you to donate via Patreon if it suits you. Simply visit our website, diggingdeepatvmx.com, and click the Support on Patreon button. This contribution will help prompt continued growth and improvement of the show, with perks available to those who contribute, including hearing your name on the show. We have listeners who simply shoot us a few bucks a month, and honestly, it all helps. So if you want to support us, this is a perfect way to do so. Remember, you can always call us with your questions, topic suggestions, business inquiries, and more. Our show number is 920-569-3519. That's 920-569-3519. Call us and you may hear yourself on an upcoming show. Follow the show on social media, Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast, and myself, Cody Jansen, for additional behind-the-scenes content and insider info leading up to and at the races. You know I love the screenshots showing that you're listening, so send those in, and I promise to keep sharing them. It's a simple and effective way to help spread the word. Also be sure to subscribe to the show, give us a rating, tell your friends, share our posts, wear our shirts and hoodies. It'll help spread word about us while growing the sport that we love. Next up is legendary Redbud. We're going to go racing, see how it all shakes out, and then come back to talk about it. You can count on that. I hope you enjoyed another episode, and if you're new to us, check out our past shows with Chad Weenan, Joel Hetrick, Thomas Brown, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Doug Gust, Josh Creamer, Dustin Wimmer, Gary Denton, and so many more. With that, for Bryce Ford, Troy Hill, Dallas Jansen, Brooke Catherine, and I'm your host, Cody Jansen, thanks for listening to the number one podcast in ATV racing, a million downloads and counting. Until next time, thanks for joining us and digging deep with the stars of ATV Motocross.
those guys were hauling ass for real. I remember watching Doug Gus, I don't know who it was, Steel City, running the same times Friday afternoon as James Stewart was on Sunday back then at Steel City. Uh, I, I would need to check this out. I, I, I'm dead serious. It was mental. I've never seen quads go that fast. It's not easy, Steve. It's not easy. Listen, JB. I don't <laughs> no, want to hear. It's, it's not easy. I don't want to hear. Quad are freaking nice. You don't chew Big Red. Then. What the? <laughs> like, 